Welcome to episode 19 of the Breakaway Fantasy Football Podcast. My guest this week, a man who would trade his kingdom for a horse, is Jack Francis. Good evening, Kamesh. Coming in hot straight off the bat. Always, always. I think about my intros now these days, you know. I had the questions ready, but not that one. Okay, okay. (laughs) I knew it was going to go this way. (laughs) (laughs) Straight straight in, mate. I did tell you that uh, if you came on this week, there would be some, some conversation about the trade. I'd like to say I've come prepared, but I'm going to wing it. Good. Well, uh, for our, our irregular listeners, they'll have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, but uh, we'll get to that later in the podcast. For our regular listeners, all, all six of them, um, we're going to stick with our now regular format of the, uh, the the things we love to see and the Hope That Kills You segments, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about the league and we'll we'll get into the trade at that point. And then we've got a, a little special feature Um which uh, was inspired by one of our one of our many listeners, um, and which you have authored, and I uh, have not heard anything about. So I'm massively looking forward to that bit at the end. It should be really good fun. Uh, every week, somebody's going to have to try and like up the ante uh, because the tailor really came through last week with his uh, with his Bryce Young content. So it's great. Big episode, absolutely. Yeah, shout out to the tailor for that episode. Really lifted the uh, lifted the whole game again. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah, no worries. Have you been there, mate? You're all good? Yeah, yeah. Life is good, my man. It's nice to be back in that. It's weird, and it? September's like a routine, bit dull, winter approaching, but it's kind of quite nice, quite enjoying it, to be honest. The NFL's on a Sunday, and uh, spending all Monday moping about being tired and then going for it all again. So, yeah, life is good, my man. That's good. That's good. I do love the the season being back. It feels like we're into the rhythm of things now. Uh, you know, certain things that always happen, like the, the Jags being terrible, will you know, inevitably happen. Uh, the Chargers will try and blow a lead. And, uh, you know, these these things that happen almost every NFL season seem to be slotting nicely into place. So I feel very comfortable. Yeah. Val will over tinker. As always. Mr. Uh, we... You know Mr. Who. <laughs> Mr. Who shall not be named, shall do what he does. Not heard a man versus auto draft update from oh. Valen lately, so I can only assume it's going just as poorly as we all predicted it would. <laughs> right, should we jump in? Should we jump into the things we love to see? Yes, please. I mean, number one, uh, yeah, any podcast you listen to this week is just talking about the Dolphins, right? So, from a fantasy perspective, we're just going to talk about Devin A. Chain and Raheem Mostert. Uh, what on earth what an insane performance that was yeah absolutely incredible to see uh you don't often see the 70 burger dropped in any game uh so that was <laughs> lovely to see absolutely love seeing it um but yeah most an a chain four touchdowns each yeah combined eight yeah yeah most absolutely. Four on the ground i think yeah so so most of uh, ran for 82 uh, and three scores on the ground and then uh, he, qu- he caught seven of his targets and got another touchdown uh, through the air and then A-Chain rushed for 203 yards and two touchdowns on 18 carries and added four targets for 30 and two tu- and, and, uh, and two more touchdowns through the air so just a, a, an unbelievable performance I, there's so many stats out there the one that I loved earlier was that um, uh, Devin A chain go went into the game with one fantasy point, and after the game, he's now the RB five on the season. Yeah, incredible. I, I looked at, I did a bit of research on Moster at first, and I was like blown away by his um, his stats. And then I got to A chain, and I was like, oh my god, he had one carry, I think, before the Denver game, and he's just absolutely blown up. Um, he averaged ten point nine per carry. Yeah, 
As someone who owns uh, and drafted A-Chain in four of his five dynasty leagues, I am sitting here rather smug. Very happy. Who do you own him in the best ball? Because I think it was the best ball league that I was just flicking through and he had 85 points. And <laughs> 85 points. And I know the best ball is some quirky little uh, point setups, but 85 points. We used to talk about a tattoo for at 40 and this guy doubled it. Yeah, no, I don't think I've got him in the best ball. I've got I've got like the Eagles defense, which got 270 points this week or something ludicrous like that. I think I scored 500 points this week. Defense wins championships in that league for sure. And without a doubt, I'm glad I drafted two of them. <laughs> mm. I think I might have been Lamb. I don't know who it was, but yeah, uh, insane week for those two. Yeah, uh, and nice to see your boy Mostert doing bits like you mentioned last week. Yeah, I do love do love Mostert. Uh, it's amazing that. Despite all these running backs who are like dead at 27, 28, he's still going at 31. Um, I guess it's because he's missed quite a bit of time through injury and was just an elite athlete beforehand. But um, yeah, it's it's great to see. And he's certainly someone that if you've got him in a, in a contending team, you just want to hold on to him for the season and hope he stays fit. Yeah, they seem like a great one-two punch as well. Like you say, yeah, most just going to do a lot of the heavy lifting. A-Chain's going to come in and smash those 80-yard touchdowns. Um, you probably don't want A-Chain... Um, tearing down, taking a load of carries, being the workhorse because his frame's not built for it. Um, but where he can come in and score those massive touchdowns, which they're going to do, it's a, it's a lovely one-two punch. And um, yeah, looking forward to see how the rest of the season unfolds for them. Yeah, I'm sure the Taylor, if he were here, would have most that's kind of height, weight, inside the leg measurement. But uh, we don't have that. That's, that's not for this podcast. We don't have that. But I can provide you with an interesting fact. On Go this for it. Okay, so Raheem, did you know... Did you know Raheem Mostert shares a backfield and a bed with Devon or Devon because his backfield mate Devon A. Shane and his wife Devon Mostert or Devon Mostert? Wow, oh, what what a productive tan- <laughs> tandem Raheem and Devon is! Yeah, I thought Love so. It. Yeah. Love it. I the other stat I saw that I loved was that the Dolphins got more yards in this game than the Jets have got all season. Shout out to Zach Wilson and the boys. Oh, so bad. So bad. Um, cool. Um, sticking with running backs that I love, um, Christian McCaffrey. Just another yeah, sort of p- pedestrian uh, performance from Christian McCaffrey this week. Another touchdown, uh, 100 yards. Um, so he's got 423 all-purpose yards and three touchdowns so far. Uh, he tied Jerry Rice's 49ers record for the most consecutive games with a touchdown this week. And he's sort of on track now to break NFL records on on that um, front. Somebody, I think it might have been Steve, sent round something that said that if you'd put $10 uh, on CMC uh, at the start of his run uh, for an anytime touchdown and then reinvested your winnings every week, you'd now have $78,000. So that just shows how insanely productive uh, CMC has been. Uh, he is the uh, Mike Evans any time of running backs as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he is indeed. I mean, he's an absolute superstar running back. But obviously his quarterback makes it easy for him. When you've got a quarterback of that calibre throwing you the ball, and putting on a plate for you, then obviously it's, it's a lot easier to uh, be productive. But hey, yeah, great, great running back. Love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, Those yeah, ab- absolutely. He gets it into the right places, doesn't he? You know, CMC was never this good before. I don't think so, personally. It's, <laughs> it's only of recent. Um, 
somebody that you love and there's actually quite a few people on this list i didn't specifically author it for you but um there's quite a few things on this list that you love to see your yeah. boy keenan allen keenan allen still getting it done every year i've got stocks in the sky in one way or another and every year i think this will be the year it'll fall off the cliff somebody else will take over that wide receiver one role in the chargers offense uh, and every year he proves me wrong and this year more than ever um incredible at the moment he leads the league in receptions um obviously Sunday he absolutely blew up uh, I joked at halftime when he had nine receptions that for the law statistics he would finish with 18 receptions uh, uh, he duly did finish with 18 receptions for 215 and 10 first downs um I've never known a game like it he's obviously a volume receiver but uh, that goes well beyond anything he's done before so uh, yeah you love to see it you love to see it. he's a shining star in my team at the moment also threw a touchdown pass. He did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> his the first pass of his career, and he throws a forty nine touchdown, forty nine yard touchdown pass to Mike Williams, who subsequently got injured, and we'll talk about him later. The touchdown pass, things you love to see, not so much the injury. Rest yeah. in peace, Mike Williams. But yeah, um, he's performing at a high level. Obviously, Mike Williams is now down. Eckler's slightly banged up, so. As long as Alan can stay healthy, uh, I think he'll have a pretty productive season if he can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's always been the issue with him, hasn't it? He's he's never lacked for talent or opportunity. It's always been the hammies. Yeah, it's all looking good. Obviously, the Chargers got their first one of the season, so there's a nice blueprint there for how they're going to do it the rest of the season, I hope. And and love to see that from Justin Herbert as well. He had a career game as well, 405 yards passing. Um, they basically had to overcome some truly dreadful coaching from Brandon Staley. Uh, why he called uh, for a effectively a fullback dive on a fourth and one on his own 26 or whatever it was, was utterly moronic. And to be honest, like he's supposed to be this defensive guru. His defense sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if they don't end up having uh, least a berth in the playoffs, if maybe if not one win, I think he's very much on the hot seat, and and he should be because um, he's not lived up to what he was expected to be, and and there was all this kind of analytics guru kind of stuff attached to him, and um, just making terrible decisions. Yeah. You look at the talent they've got in the building with the Chargers at the moment, and they should be really aiming for the Super Bowl um, last season, the next couple of seasons. Uh, I don't doubt they probably should be sniffing around the playoffs, if not making it this year. But um, yeah, they, they should be doing more. And that stops, the buck stops with the, the head coach. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Need more. I need to stop talking about them too much because obviously I'm going to be out the door buying the powder blue in a minute. You know I'm on the verge of becoming a Chargers fan anyway. So <laughs> I can't talk them up too much. Well, let's bring you back to the centre then. Let's bring you back to uh, other things and other wide receivers you love to see. Guy Devontae. Yeah. Uh, another shot. another big week. I mean, it's sort of like goes without saying, doesn't it? But 13 of 20, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that move he pulled on their last touchdown, mm. uh, that, that cornerback still in a daze as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, it was uh, it was absolutely brilliant. And it's the 22nd game in his career where he's had more than 10 receptions. Just a brilliant, brilliant player. Yeah. Yeah, you absolutely love to see it. Like you say, it's, it's been, it was a big week for receivers across the board. Um, I think Devontae only had six in his first two games and obviously blew up with 13 this week. So um, amazing to see an absolute shining star for the Raiders. 
Um, I have just got a, there's been a few comments from Devante recently uh, about the Raiders setup and where it's going. And obviously he's aging. Uh, time is of the essence. He wants to go out and start winning championships. And this this Raiders team is not even close. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be slightly upset if I was Devontae Adams. He, he joined his best mate, Derek Carr at the Raiders. Um, Derek has subsequently gone. Um, not Slayton Jimmy is a great quarterback, but the team in general and the defense just isn't there. Um, so it's a shame to see. Um, it gives me horrible, like Randy Moss vibes, uh, having this elite wide receiver in the room and just absolute shambles around him. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it gets on the rest of the season. I'm going to enjoy it when he's there. It would be remiss of me, and I would be scolded by several members of the league if I didn't mention um, the absolute brain fart meltdown that Josh McDaniels had towards the end of the game. Uh, yes. Why go for a field goal when you're only eight points down? And you're on the 26-yard line. And then in the press conference, seemingly forget maths. And you've been sold as an offensive genius. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not McDaniel's biggest fan. Let's put it that way. No, it was uh, tr- troubling to see. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that he comes back from that or for or for a lot of Raiders fans, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. It, like you, you kind of gave him last year, getting his feet through the door, getting himself sorted. But he didn't light anything on fire last year. Um, we've had this whole off-season, get it all sorted, uh, and they've just come back and stumbling again. It's a, it's a very beatable Steelers team there, uh, and they've gone and lost the game, which is poor. It's probably set the tone for the rest of the season. So, Yeah. We, we actually had a question, uh, another comment from the listeners, a question uh, from one of our listeners about the Raiders uh, and your other beloved team, the uh, Bristol Rovers. So I think the question was, would you rather have Josh McDaniels as the Bristol Rovers coach or... Um, Joey Barton as the Raiders coach? Yeah, it was a really good question. Um, straight off the bat, before I even thought, I was like, I definitely, the bloke is an absolute plonker. Let's put that aside. I'm just talking about his manager credentials, but I would take Joey Barton. Um, I think he's a better band manager. He can get teams going better. McDaniels, his head coaching pedigree is absolutely shocking. Uh, the Raiders have taken a punt on him and uh, he's he's doing shit again, basically. So yeah, I'm taking Joey Barton to the Raiders. Let's make it happen. I mean, he seems to embody the Raiders' spirit, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. absolutely sug. He's going to come in, spit in your eye, win the game, walk off. Happy days. Yeah, that just seems about right. Yeah, we'll take it. All right. Good. Well, hopefully better times ahead for the Raiders. I doubt it. <laughs> All right, well, better times ahead for Jamar Chase then. Yeah, my boy. Yeah, absolutely. We're just stringing up these these list of your boys. Uh, so 141 yards, 12 receptions. Most receptions he's had in a single game in his career, which surprised me a little bit. But yeah. I guess he is a more of a big play receiver than than a kind of like Keenan Allen type. So uh, really, really good game considering he had started the season very poorly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was obviously in the game plan because Jamar had a lot of underneath stuff that he was picking up uh, and trying to get some yak and build off of that. Uh, they're not going for anything deep and that's probably coming back to the ankle injury um, yeah. so Jamar's doing what he can underneath and if they're going to feed him more and let him try and break some loose then happy days it's good to see um, I'm sure the deep bombs will come as Burrow's fitness kind of improves down the stretch um, but they're going to find a way to win again it's another team with a lot of talent in the building too many uh, too many players of talent not to make it happen so uh, and yeah, yeah this was not- a much 
much better defensive performance from from the Bengals. They needed that. Logan Wilson came up with two big interceptions. They really, really need that. The offense is still really struggling, and it is clearly because of of Burrow's uh, calf injury. Um, hopefully, he can get fitter as the season goes along. It doesn't get worse, but his 2.5 air yards per attempt at the moment is uh, way below the league average of about four and a half. Uh, to put that in context, Zach Wilson and Justin Fields have a three yards per three mm. air yards per attempt average, uh, and they are terrible. And Tours is six, but Tours is a bit of an outlier <laughs> compared to the rest of the league. So Burrow is having a dink and dunk his way around. It's not a lack of talent. We know that it is a lack of fitness. Um, uh, so hopefully they, you know, they can they can come through this and and be entertaining and exciting, which is what we've come to expect of their offense over the last couple of years. Yeah. As a borough owner, how are you feeding currently? I benched him this week. Yeah. I, I don't feel don't feel like I've got any choice until I, I, I won't be able to start him until I see it. Until I see him put up a twenty two, twenty three point game, I'm gonna have to roll with um with what I got, frankly. Yeah. No, but I've got CJ Stroud, so that's all right. Yeah, exactly. I was in a similar position. I obviously drafted Burrow in another league as my QB1, and he's sat on the bench all season so far. I'm just waiting, like you, for that that 20-plus point game where you can get him back on and um, yeah, ride him for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kenny Walker, the new rumbler, as we're uh, referring to him yeah. these days, right? <laughs> Big week this week, 97 rushing yards. 59 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the thing that like, I, I felt encouraged by was when he was on the field, he was the heart of that offense. Um, bizarrely, he's only been on the field for about 60% of their snaps and they've been mixing in Charbonnet, but Charbonnet's doing nothing and Kenny Walker's doing more than bits. Things you love to see. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. love to see. Yeah. Like you say, he's not got the backfield to himself. Uh, it's not quite a committee, but they are definitely sharing it around. But he's making the most of his time on the field. Um, and there's plenty of touchdowns coming with it. So, um, yeah, his yards per carry is around 4.3. So nice and effective. Um, they're using him on the goal line carries. They're getting him involved in the receiving game. Um, it's great. Yeah, like you say, he's taking that step up. The Seahawks um, seem to swap running backs for a pastime every year. They seem to have a new running back one. Um, so it was nice to see Kenny Walker kind of emerge um, as the heartbeat, as you called him last year, and continue that role this year. Um, and he, he's thriving in it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good signs for Steve. Signs for Steve. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last kind of like individual player that I had was uh, and flipping the sides of the field for once. And we don't often talk about defensive players because uh, we don't know a lot about it. But you've got mentioned TJ Watt. He yeah. has been absolutely insane this season. Six sacks, two forced fumbles, two pass deflections and a touchdown. He has been a complete game changer for the Steelers so far. Uh, you can you can't say that a defensive player single handedly has won them games, but he's not far off that at the moment with the way he's playing. Yeah, I'm not sure. For me, it's in the things I love to see. Uh, TJ Watt tearing <laughs> the Raiders' offensive line shreds. Maybe somewhere in the hope. Uh, that kills you, but no, he is as you say an absolute game wrecker. Already leading the league in sacks. Um, two more against the Raiders. Yeah, what, what can you say? You, you just you need to put two guys on him at all times. He's still going to break through and get those sacks. Um, he single-handedly carries that Steelers unit, um, which is always a top five defense. So um, incredible player. It's going to be stiff competition 
for Defensive Player of the Year this year, isn't it? There's already a few sort of breaking through. Obviously, TJ Watt's always going to be in the mix. Uh, Mika Parsons already had a bit of a quiet week this week, um, but he's looked absolutely fantastic. Um, and a few others that obviously I can't, can't speak of right now. But yeah, it's, it's a good year for defences so far. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, do, do you think you can have a debate between TJ and JJ? Who's who's the best what? It's not Derek, is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> uh I mean, JJ, JJ Watt was like, uh, like the, the the front man of the NFL for a couple of years, wasn't he? But he yeah. lost all those seasons to injury, and you just like look at this latter half of TJ Watt's career; he's been a game wrecker. Yeah, I I think yeah, the consistency of TJ is completely different. Obviously, JJ walked, so TJ could run. No, no, say no, <laughs> <take> that. Take <laughs> that. I was going to go with JJ Watt, so TJ could what? But that doesn't even work either. I need five, I need five. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think TJ is the better what? And also, JJ's just a bit of a dickhead as well, isn't he? <laughs> he was just a bit like insufferable, wasn't he? To, to quote, to quote the Taylor. Yeah, yeah, he was insufferable. Dawson-esque. <laughs> Uh, it was good to see his boy, Marquez Vardas, Scantling almost getting a touchdown this week, actually. Ah, the old double-barreled receivers getting in the mix. <laughs> High season for them. Speaking of the Taylor, he would not forgive me if I didn't mention uh, a certain uh, fullback from, uh, what is he, the, the Texans, Andrew Beck, who this week ran back a punt or a kickoff, I can't even remember, but he needed me to mention that a guy who was £255 ran back a kick for a touchdown. So uh, there you go, Mr. Taylor. Uh, done. Yeah, it was it was in the mix of a real busy red zone period. I remember seeing some sort of wild return, big guy with ball, uh, and that's all I remember. So yeah. thank you, Ed, for filling us in on the finer details. <laughs> it was a great moment, but I think it moved on pretty rapidly, the... Uh, the witching hour, should we call it, on Sunday was um, filled with all sorts of excitement. So. Yeah, it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a good finish. And then the last thing I'll mention in things we love to see, and that is just the sheer accuracy of this podcast. I mean, potentially you could call it clairvoyance. Um, you know, really, uh, last week we talked about the great performances we were starting to see from CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, Debo Samu, all of whom went on to have even better weeks this week. So I like to think we're, we're ahead of the trend here on the breakaway fantasy football podcast. Um, so yeah, I love to see that. You love to see it. You're calling them right. Uh, long may it continue. Um, obviously it was a bit of a segment on Debo last week and how fantastic that he continued to absolutely thrive. Uh, was I back this week or was he, is he still injured? Yeah, I didn't play on Thursday. Didn't play. So, yeah. So, he was riding that riding that role, yeah. as he always does. And, yeah, CJ Stroud looks the best of the, the three at the moment, doesn't he? Uh, comfortably. Comfortably. Yeah. Richardson obviously looks a great fantasy player, but limited as a, as a fantasy asset. And has really only played one and a half games so far. And uh, we talked about Bryce Young at length last week, so no need to um, jump on that guy's... Uh, not, I was going to say he's grave. He's not dead. Um, he's just... <laughs> He's probably, I don't know, like a five out of ten, something like that. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, too early to call him a bust? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Situation, tough spot. But yeah, hey. CJ great. And the, the way he's playing, obviously, comes with a longevity as well. Should have a fruitful career. Fingers crossed. Um, anything else this week that you love to see, mate? 
No, considering my uh, my team is pretty terrible, there's been a lot of things I'd love to see this week. So, um, yeah, <laughs> maybe it was a good week to come on. Yeah, you're sort of saying I love to see these things through other league members' perspectives as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, on, on that subject then of things that are less exciting, it's the hope that kills you. Um, we mentioned him very briefly in passing. It's a sombre segment for the two of us in particular. Uh, it's time to mourn the passing of the Rumbler. Uh, not not from our hearts. Um, he will always fill a large place in our hearts, but I think the Rumbler is pretty much done as a fantasy asset now. Uh, two and a half yards per carry uh, this season. Uh, he had uh, less than two yards per carry on Sunday, uh, totaling just 20 rushing yards on 11 carries. Um, the Titans are terrible and their offensive line is terrible, but uh, it, it may just be that we've reached a point where the rumbler is no longer rumbling. Yeah. And obviously the listeners can't see us, Spike, but we're here today dressed in black uh, to mourn the very passing of King Henry. Uh, and his relevance to our fantasy teams and our bets. Uh, we've obviously tried our luck a couple of times this season uh, and it's it's not come off. So thank you, Henry, for your service. And your money. And your money. We'll never forget you. Uh, but for here on out, it's um, all hail King Kemi, I believe. <laughs> yes, that works. Thank you. We'll, steal that. we'll steal that from the Anfield crew. <laughs> all of the t-shirts you can see it yeah. now <laughs> um, sticking with the theme of uh, of running backs who are struggling massively Brees Hall um, and I kind of like adding Garrett Wilson here as well but but yeah. Brees Hall is the one that you're, you're most concerned about he did have a great week one in terms of the stat sheet but if you take out that big 83 yard run uh, he's got 71 yards rushing on 25 carries for the rest of this season uh, and that's not what we were expecting from Brees Hall. Um, he looks okay, but that offense is so, so bad, mired in uh, Zach Wilson's um, terrible performances that uh, it, it's hard to see um, Brees Hall being relevant until they make a change in their quarterback room. Yeah. So I'd like to say something's got to give. Um, they're just stinking the place up all over the place. Um, like you say, Brees come back from his injury and looks absolutely electric week one. Um, to have then had two very mediocre games, well, below average, below the Mendoza diagonal, in fact, isn't it, in yards per <laughs> game? <laughs> uh, I mean, even Dalvin Cook averaged 2.2 yards this week, uh, so Brees made Dalvin look good. Um, it's, a, it's a real shame. Uh, I, as an owner of players on the Jets' offense, would like to see a change, shall we say? Uh, very, very much so. Yeah, it sounds like there's a bit of friction uh, over there between <laughs> the organization and let's say the direction they're going to go in. Um, yeah, they've obviously invested a, a whole load of cash in Rogers, uh, so there's not maybe too much left hanging around. Uh, Zach Wilson looked like a good uh, go-between. He's not. Uh, and it's do you just do you, do you call the season here and ride with Zach for the rest of the season or do you make that change and try and salvage something, hope that the surgery of Rogers is successful uh, and maybe you do get back towards the end of the season with this kind of innovative procedure is going to be undertaken. Drugs. Drugs. What? <laughs> um, you unlock yourself in a dark room for seven weeks and see what happens. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think they've got to make a change. They they can't. They'll just lose the locker room, you know. And it seems like Salah really isn't that keen on Zach Wilson, and it's the GM that wants to keep him because he drafted him. But you know what? Why not go out and make a trade off of a? I don't know, even like Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody who can make the offense functional because they've got a great defense. You know, they they nearly won that game against the Patriots. You know, it was on a hail mary. But if you'd had, you know, someone like Brissett there. You know, you probably would have got seven more points, ten more points, something like that, and and then you win the game. It's absolutely daft to be throwing away a really talented team because you can't get over the fact that you drafted this absolute car crash of a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, me and Val had this same discussion on Sunday about like who is out there in terms of veteran quarterbacks that could come in. Jacoby Brissett, perfect, just get him in. You've got the talent around you. Um, Brees Hall's game is going to improve. You get Wilson the ball again. Uh, you just get things moving. The defense is going to take care of a lot of things for you and limit teams to only a certain amount of points. Um, yeah, like I say, you don't really need anyone to set the world on fire for you. Uh, you can <laughs> let the guys around you do that. But uh, Zach Wilson's not going to do that. No, sadly not. Um, and I mentioned Garrett Wilson, yeah, serviceable, but not what I was looking for going into this season. This season, like if you took him in a redraft league, you are you are panicking because you took him. You took him early, didn't you? So, I did. Yes. Oh, you did. Oh. Yes. Sorry, mate. First pick in the second round. Yikes! Ouch. Mind you, I drafted Cooper Cup and he hasn't played yet. So, oh, okay. what goes around comes around. Yeah. You got you got all the Rams receivers though, haven't you? <laughs> I went big on Puka Nakua, so <laughs> yeah. I had to dig myself what? out of a hole. Wise investment. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, other wide receivers, things you really don't want to see. Uh, Mike Williams, Damn. what a guy. Cursed by the injury bug, a little bit like Keenan Allen, but um, ACL injury after 121 yards and a touchdown this week. Just really sad to see. He really does personify it's the hope that kills you, doesn't he? He's yeah. so much opportunity there. Went off like an absolute shotgun last year, flew out of the gates. And you thought, finally, Mike Williams has arrived. This is the player we've been expecting to see. Um, and yeah, another player who just can't stay on the field. And um, this is a this is a bad one, a bad break for him. So yeah, got it for him. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I had on the hope that kills you segment, and this is more like the hope is wavering, is Dak and Lamar as fantasy relevant quarterbacks. So they're not totally, uh, you know, in the bin yet. Um, but these guys are drafted to be quarterback ones, not not your kind of flex yeah. position quarterback. Uh, and their statistics aren't terrible, but I, I watched those games. I watched them back on the, on the kind of um, game in 40, and I don't, feel inspired by either of them at the moment. You know, Dak obviously threw that really, really terrible pick at the end of the game, and that's kind of like encapsulating it a little bit. But, you know, both of them are under 650 yards passing through three games. Dak's um, air yards per attempt is 3.2 yards. You know, he's he's in the he's in the Zach Wilson zone. Um, and I get that Lamar makes up for it with, with rushing, but you know, how did they lose that game this week? You know, they couldn't get anything going through the air and they're supposed to, they're both supposed to be in these new schemes that was going to make them better. But I'm looking at them just going, these are just limited quarterbacks at this point. And um, you, you just, 
I, I wouldn't feel particularly confident having them as a fantasy quarterback and I wouldn't feel particularly confident having them as the quarterback of my favourite football team at the moment. Um, yeah. So, like I said, it's the hope that's wavering on this one. Um, it could could still go because both of them have got elite fantasy seasons in their locker, but only one out of the seasons they've been in the league. Um, it's certainly not what you thought you were paying $200 million for in both of their cases. Yeah. Um, Dak, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little bit on Lamar in a minute, but yeah, from my perspective, Dak is just super streaky. Um, the, I mean, like I say, he's had that one good season. He kind of has hot patches, has a couple of games. You think, here we go, it's our guy. Uh, and then he just absolutely car crash again the next week. Um, should not be losing to that Cardinals team. Um, he's let the whole team down. Uh, obviously, the defense could have done better, but ultimately, the offense should have been able to see them through that. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm. I've got no reason not to like Dak. I just don't really like him as a quarterback. I don't think he offers that much. Um, I think he should be doing better. So yeah, I'd definitely be tapping the brakes. I don't know if Ed's still got him. Obviously, I think he held on to him last year through some injuries. Um, but yeah, I'd be looking elsewhere uh, if that's my QB one. And yeah, Lamar. It's not. It's not the Lamar we're used to seeing, is it? Um, like I said, I, you thought from the off season that he was going to be scaling back on the running, uh, trying to focus on a bit more pocket passing, which he's he's doing. Um, but obviously, they hit the alarms on Sunday, and he seemed to take off and start running a bit more. And you thought, here we go, he's back again. But uh, the stats don't truly show that. His passing stats were shocking, to say the least. Um, I mean, you yeah. got you know, you got to point out in his case that. Um, Rashad Bateman's injured, OBJ's injured, you know, two of the receivers they were counting on this season, but they're he's not really connecting as much as I thought he would do with Mark Andrews in this new scheme. And they're using Zay Flowers in this kind of weird gadgety way rather than as a proper wide receiver. So, uh, yeah, time, time will tell. Uh, and I've, you know, said many times that I'm not a full believer in Lamar and, 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 Dak, I, I've never been a believer in. I, I don't think he can win you a championship. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I... Sorry, sorry. No, no. Um, I was going to say, else? I read something just on that point. I read something earlier today um, about Herbert with Mike Williams going down and they they were saying about how the QBs, how your sort of fringe top 10 players become those top five players. And it's around how your quarterback brings that support and cast up with you. So Mike Williams goes down, but Herbert continues to play at QB1 standard. Now, just bringing that back to Lamar, Lamar wants to be considered that top five quarterback, but you could argue that once his main guys go down around him, his play significantly falls off and what he should be doing as a franchise quarterback and the guy who paid that much money is bringing the next one, next guy up and bringing them up to the standard and making them look good. Neither of these guys do that. Yes. Do they elevate the surrounding talent? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the best QBs in the league absolutely do elevate the surrounding talent. You can yeah. make that argument about Brock Purdy, and I think you actually did earlier on. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure who these guys are. CMC, hadn't heard of him much before. Um, uh, these other guys, Debo, I've not heard of him before. But obviously, um, since Purdy's been on the scene, they're, um, yeah, superstars. So, yeah, great, absolutely. great players. Anything else? Any other notes from around the league this week, mate? Um. No, I wanted to touch a little bit on next week's games, but I think we'll wait for later on in the pod on that. Just um, some interesting slate of games coming up next week, which I thought would be worth covering at some point. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, let's get to that. Let's get to that. Shall we um, have a little reflection on the league's results last week then? That's a good chat. Okay, so starting off as we do with uh, myself versus uh, Valen. 
uh, I was just glad to get off of the um, the zero win uh, column uh, and, and get a win this week, even if it was a slightly low scoring affair. Uh, interesting to see Valen's score come crashing down by more than 100 points. Maybe some fantasy karma in there. It's not for me to say. <laughs> but his team really shit the bed this week. Uh, other than his two big stars, McCaffrey and uh, and Justin Jefferson, um, nobody really scored from him. And it was his, bizarrely, his IDP spots just killed his score this week. They, they they scored very, very few points. Like And, and last week, they absolutely dominated. Alex Highsmith went from like 40-odd points in week two to, what was it, two this week? Yeah. Two points, so, um, six for Warner and seven for Chin. Uh, your lowest IDP was 12 points, which you, know, you pretty much yeah. cover him with one player. So yeah, you can definitely see that's a cruel spot for Val this week. It's a shame. Um, yeah, not much. Yeah, so I, yeah, I effectively match, won it. I effectively won it with, um, with, with IDP spots, which is you know weird, but uh, you know, it happens. It does, yeah. It looks like he's only got CMC and Justin Jefferson, both of who'd expect turned up uh, after that. It's a lot of single digit scores. Uh, yeah. So well absolutely. done, well done, Spike. Congratulations on your uh, on your first win. Thanks, mate. It's, it's only a, a one on one victory though, because I didn't get enough points for the the Merchy B, which we'll we'll come to, right? Oh, we should have had that in things you love to see. Oh, we love to see it. <laughs> uh, next matchup, yourself. Versus Ed, real tight one. This 195 to 189. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good matchup actually. Um, slightly above my average. More things you love to see. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, Ed was in the lead for a long time. I tried to claw him back, but couldn't quite do enough. Um, I had the normal stinkers at running back uh, because I don't have any and tight ends. Two tight ends combined for less than ten. Uh, Keenan Allen absolutely saved my guts with an early forty burger. Um, but yeah, Ed did enough with Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert on his team this week, uh, combining for what's that nearly 70 points. So yeah, I think Ed probably deserved it on the whole. Uh, yeah, yeah Josh, Joshua Kelly was, was a big letdown for you as, as well. I mean, Juju is often a, um, a bit, a big letdown these days, but you kind of expected Joshua Kelly to do a little bit more with the opportunity that he's, he's had. He looked decent last season, but this season he's looked, uh, horrible in Austin Eckler's absence. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and a unnamed Jaguars quarterback also not doing his part for the team. Um, wow, you've had enough of him and we'll come to that. We will. <laughs> well, done, well done, Ed. Well done on your win. Yes, yes, well done. Uh, next up then, we will cover Steve versus Kyle, the big scoring matchup of the Ooh. week. Uh, 216 points for Steve, but 247 for Kyle, who is now 6-0 and and has nearly 100, well, over 100 points more than anyone else in the league. Um, I, I predicted preseason he wouldn't make the playoffs. That looks like a truly awful preseason prediction, and his team is absolutely flying. Um, he's got great IDP points uh, every week so far. He's got TJ Watt and Zaire Franklin. And uh, his tour performances as well have been at this world. So um, fair play, Kyle. You are looking uh, absolutely dominant right now. Um, not a lot Steve could do. His, his team, his team performed all right. He's he's got a couple of sort of blank spots in in the in the in the lineup, uh, like uh, Hassan Reddick, who gave him a nice little donut. Um, but uh, other than that, like you look down his lineup and you're like, well, put up two hundred and sixteen points, you. 
kind of expect to get a win most weeks. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it just cannot stop that juggernaut that is Kyle's team at the moment, uh, even with Zaka scoring 0.6. Uh, but yeah, his IDP, I don't know, have we, got, have we got the rules mixed up on Kyle's IDP players? He's putting up best ball numbers with, it, with his players down there. <laughs> it's, it's good to see. Yeah, but um, well done, Kyle. It's always very impressive. Probably a bit easier in Dynasty, but for the reigning champ to continue uh, on that ride. So yeah, looks good. And unlucky Steve, really, because like I say, yeah, your team looked pretty good. King Kenny doing bits. Yeah, it's funny when you see Pat Sertain putting up nine points, which is not a massive score, but uh, he got 70 points hung on him this week, including getting absolutely burned by Robbie Chosen Anderson uh, from, a, from a Mike White touchdown pass. I mean, what? What? <laughs> the face. I was like, who the fuck is Chosen? <laughs> Apparently, he started. His, he changed his first name to Chosen, and then he realised that wasn't a good place, so he's now changed his second name. So I think he's Robbie Chosen, or he might be chosen Anderson I don't know <laughs> who knows I think he's changed it like three times didn't he absolute madness we should have known that first hairstyle he rocked that uh, maybe had a couple of screws loose but uh... <laughs> chosen if you listen I'm sorry all right oh we'll get him in as a co-owner next season <laughs> <laughs> all right last match up then Jake versus the Ballings duo uh 214 points for Jake 223 for the Ballings duo who keep on rolling. Ballings! Uh, that that, that Ballings train, again, I batted them pre-season uh, and they have been absolutely fantastic. Great pickup from uh, of Daniil Hunter in IDP and just generally, like you look at the scores and you're like, yeah, really good all-round scores in his team, uh, in their team and uh, and, and they're, they're doing great. So um, fair play to them. Jake gets the Merchie B. Oh, you love to see it. We could, we could have put it number one on the things you'd love to see ahead of the Dolphins because really, he hates it so much. And yeah, and there he is. Picking there he is. Having having his one, his little one win. Uh, I mean, put up a great score, um, but the Rumbler cost him. Um, two points from the Rumbler. You, you would expect 10, wouldn't you? And that, that would have been enough to... You know, to get him a lot closer, but um, yeah, a really unfortunate, <laughs> um, unfortunate uh, loss there for Jake. Oh, and 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 obviously Jack. I should mention Jack Rawlins. Uh, oh yes, yes. Oh yeah, this was a, this was a tag team matchup. Our first, oh, for, first tag oh, team matchup. <laughs> yeah, I'd completely miss that. Nice. There's a lot of things flown under the radar. Another thing we could have loved to have seen. But, um... hey, Jack, if you're listening, we need more. We need more contributions, mate. He's not listening, is he? Oh, I was hoping he would, because when we get to the segment later, I really wanted to include him on some of the stuff. And I have done. He's part of the league. But yeah, I was thinking need more. The identity of their team needs to come out a little bit more. Oh, Jake, if uh, if Jack's not listening, get, in, get him to listen. We need more from him. Frankly, you need more from him, Jake. More matchy bees. <laughs> yeah, um, I've not got much more to add. I think you've covered it. Just to say, uh, well done, Hule and Evans. It looks... You're doing well. Six and no, did not expect to see that. Uh, my guys doing nicely. Keep it. But didn't they start all right last year and then absolutely fell off a cliff? So I think last year they had, they had some bad injuries. They lost Brees Hall and a few other bits and pieces that that really cost them. So I mean, you know, that can happen this season to anybody. And uh, I hate to play into their hands here, but maybe proof in the pudding with their uh, IDP scores, which are very impressive, uh, and the IDP draft. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I loved it. I, I'm I'm here for it. But yeah, 
Maybe there was some method behind their madness. Yes. Well, the last thing then to mention in the league, and the reason that really you're on this week is the trade. So, trade singular. The trade. Okay. So, uh, I guess I get a bit carried away sometimes uh, when opportunities arise. Uh, so me and Jake watched Red Zone together on Sunday night. Uh, and I, I think it was probably me that proposed it, kind of a bit of off the cuff. Uh, Jake got his phone, I did some calculations, did a trade anal- analysis and said, yeah, it was a good deal for him, shit deal for me. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's make it happen. Now, I was going to say, and I told Jake at the time that my reason for doing it is because I was investing in youth. I want to get more players in younger, um, which I thought stood up pretty well. I thought it sounded reasonable. And then I checked the age of Brock Purdy, 23, Trevor Lawrence, also 23. Uh, so <laughs> there's no argument to be made there. Um, so I, I guess from my point of view, I will say this is, this is my first ever Dynasty League I've ever been involved in. So I'm still learning. Uh, I'm still doing things. I didn't do too many trades last year. This year, maybe my team's not looking so hot and I can't really see a future in the season for me. Um, so a few shaking, a few little moves, going to put some trades out there. Maybe they're not going to do me any favours, but uh, yeah, I guess I'm, uh, I'm just here to have fun this year. Uh, maybe that will cost me down the line. So I was, I was criticised last week after the pod for not going after you harder about last week's trade, which I did say on the pod, I thought you could have got more from. This yeah. trade was terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you could have got so much more for Trev, given how he is viewed in the community as a dynasty asset. Now, he has started the season really poorly. I think some of the reason for that is that the Jags have brought in a new play caller on the offense. Um, uh, it was Doug Peterson uh, last year, and I suspect uh, by week six it's going to end up going back to Doug Peterson because the play calling for the Jags is awful. Nice. Um, uh, and so I think Trev as an asset is well loved, and I I, I did some calculations. Um, uh, looked at a few different places. Keep trade cut sees it as as quite an unbalanced trade that would require uh, a player such as George, George Pickens being added to the Brock Purdy side in order to, order to make it balanced. Uh, the Dynasty Nerds uh, trade calculator is even more scathing. Uh, sees, sees Jake is effectively having three times the value in this trade that, that you did. Um, and I, th- I think their rankings are a little bit off, but there's this really cool feature they've got, which is a trade browser. So anybody who's connected to their platform and connects their leagues in, it tracks all the trades made for particular players throughout it. So you can look through that and go, how much is Trevor Lawrence currently going for? And I think it's fair to say you could have got quite a bit more. So the sort of value that was coming up when I was doing some analysis this morning was... Uh, if you wanted Trevor Lawrence uh, and and the other side had Brock Purdy, you would need to add someone of Jamar Chase's caliber in order Ooh. to make the trade work. So I think Lessons. I think you left some value on the table, buddy. Lessons learned. Understand. Absolutely. Like I said, Always... I got a bit excited. Uh, we make. I like the trade happening there. You see, you saw yeah. what happened with Kyle. The trade was in. Let's make it happen. My lesson learned is that I will probably undertake a bit of analysis before accepting or proposing these trades moving forward. Just pimp your players out. If you're gonna if you're gonna trade someone, just just stick them on the block. Yeah. Anyway. 
anyway, good, really good trade for Jake. He took advantage of you. He did, yeah. He, he caught me in a good mood, uh, willing to offset my assets. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've got loads of depth at QB, so I'm not worried. Maybe I could have got some better players in, but I got my man Jalen Hurts. Uh, I got Brock Purdy now. What, what, what? Why is Brock not a fantasy dude? Like, what? Is he, is he not got much with his legs or something? Well, he, he doesn't do much with his legs, but he's just, he's just because of the Niners' run scheme. Like, they are just not going to put up. He's not about. He's not going to be putting up like four hundred yards and four touchdowns. You know, he, he's he's somewhere. I would say weekly, somewhere between sixteen and twenty-two points. That's kind of like that. That's his range. That's his ceiling, really. Um, what you want from you know players is is for them to be throwing. You know, Trevor Lawrence throws can throw for four or five touchdowns. But he also is a bit mobile. He is the Jags' offense. Whereas Purdy is a facilitator of players like Debo and Kittle and Ayuk and Samuel uh, and um, and CMC, so that's kind of like I, I just don't think he's ever going to reach the kind of QB one level. Fair point. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. I appreciate your brutal honesty. That's uh, right. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Not to say I won't make the same mistakes again, uh, because I love a trade. So. Bring well, we on. should do uh, we should do more trades, and uh, you know everybody makes a bad trade from from time to time. I've made a number in in my days that I've regretted. I've made two in a week. <laughs> no, the first one wasn't that bad, honestly. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but first yeah, uh, anyway, guys, I'm pretty close to tanking. So uh, if uh, anyone likes anyone on my team, Brock Purdy, uh, just give me a shout, and uh, we'll we'll make it happen. Come at me, bro. Come at me. I might put some more on the block. There's only a couple that aren't for sale. I'm investing in youth. That's the line we're peddling. Yeah, young players and trade and um, and tra- uh, draft picks. That's what you want. Young players. My team is carried by Keenan Allen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Contenders come for Keenan oh. Allen. If you want, if you want a guy who's going to put up 39 points and you know challenge challenge Kyle at the top, maybe the Ballins duo should be after you for Keenan Allen. Yeah, he is on the block I mean, as well. They ain't Allen, a trade, are they? Valen absolutely should be after Keenan Allen from you. But I'll say one thing right here about Valen. He's afraid to trade. He's yeah. afraid. You you are, Valen, right? I've come at yeah. you for like a whole week about a trade and you're just afraid. I'm in desperate need of running backs as well. So it could be so easy to facilitate. Uh, so yeah, let's make yeah. it happen, Valen. Or Borland, yeah. if you want to get in there first. That's, I need... I need something anything i don't really need anything my team's looking good <laughs> bruce bruce hall ain't performing for them he's not i'm just saying you know make something happen kind of right. yeah no, yeah no. let's get away from that cool yeah talk talk to me about next week's slate then what did you see right. in there that you really liked really really tasty matchups i thought this week so starting with um I don't know how this has happened with the scheduling, but the four teams that are 0-3 are all facing off against one another, uh, which is quite exciting. So we're going to have two teams at 0-4. So you've got the Vikings taking on the Panthers uh, and you've got the Broncos taking on the Bears. Um, so, all right, they might be stinky matchups, but good repercussions uh, falling out of that, which is good. There's a lot of um, divisional matchups with kind of little like undertones in there as well. Um, a lot of teams may be looking for identity uh, at two and one or one and two um, that you think will be doing better. So you've got uh, Packers versus Lions uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night game, which I think is a nice looking one. Probably the game of the weekend is Dolphins versus Bills. Um, two teams who in the last two weeks have looked absolute front runners. 
um, for the AFC conference um, playing one another. So that's going to be great to see. Um, and then you, there's a whole host of teams playing one another around that sort of two and one sort of area. You've got Ravens versus Browns, um, good battle there. Bucks and Saints and the NFC South, um, and then the Bengals and Titans also looking to bounce back. So, shout out to Shiner and Callum, by the way, who are going to be attending that Bengals Titans game in Nashville this weekend. Oh, nice! So, yeah. That'll be a great one, won't it? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Definitely very jealous. So, yeah, I just I looked down the schedule this week um, and thought there's some really cool matchups there. Um, some nice storylines. That Ravens-Browns one is really interesting. So the Browns so far this season have had the three best defensive performances um, across the whole league. All three of them are the Browns week one, two and three performances. So that, that defense is absolutely humming. Yeah, yeah. And the Ravens offense, not so much. So yeah, interesting how that, that pans out. Yeah, it could, could be in a weird situation where the Browns are the front runner for the AFC North, which feels like the world has been turned on its head. Who would have thought that come in? Yeah. That's not a thing we'd love to see for obvious aforementioned Deshaun Watson reasons, but, you know, hey. Yeah, that's, a, that's an exciting slate. I'm looking forward to looking forward to watching it. Uh, maybe I'll, yeah, might try, might try and get down to Bath if I can. Ooh, if I can. Exciting addition. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the table Wednesday afternoon. So if anyone listens right. to this first thing tomorrow or you want to come, I'll, I'll book for a few extra anyway, just in case people make last-minute decisions. So. Yeah, might pop up. Might pop up. All right, excellent. All right, so that's kind of our review of the week. And we're, we are now on to our special feature. So um, given the trade this week, uh, Franco and I were in discussions. What do we do? What do we do? And we landed on a really great idea, uh, which we're not going to do, but it was a great idea. Top five Trevs. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor! <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Well, well, we started with top five Brocks. There's only one Brock Lesnar. No point discussing any further than that. Top five Trevors. Trevor McDonald, our guy. Uh, Trevor Phillips from GTA 5. It's just one of those two for the top dog spot. So we're not going to do top, top five Trevs, though. As great an idea as that was, because Baker came up with an even better idea. Um, now, I, I haven't got the wording of it in front of me, but it was effectively along the lines of Franco, you are the people's champ. Uh, and so it got me thinking about The Rock. Um, and so if you were to propose for every member of the league some WWE-style walk-up music or ring entrance music, what would it be? And so you have put your thinking cap on and you have come up with entrance music for every member of the league. And I know absolutely nothing about what you're going to say. So take it away and I'll react in the moment. Thanks, Spike. And thank you, Baker, for the, the great question because uh, I don't think anyone wanted to hear our combined top 10 of Brocks and Trevors, uh, as exciting <laughs> as it might have been. So great question, Baker. Um, yeah, so me, me and Spike, a little discussion. Uh, started off on the WWE line, so I was going to come in with kind of the traditional WWE songs, but we've expanded that um, to just all songs, uh, which was a bit of a challenge because I'm still not quite sure I've got it quite right. Um, but we've got, we've got a, a list in draft, um, which I'm excited to say is going to be published on Spotify as well. So there will be a breakaway walkout songs published on Spotify, which we will put on the socials at, and out with the podcast when this goes live um, for the, for each of these. So just, just a little prelude to how I came to, how I kind of came to these. Um, some were just a pure fit on vibes and feel and what I know about you guys and the sort of music you like and what you might want to come out to. Um, some other songs I kind of listened to uh, and the first couple of lines just immediately thought, yeah, that is a, that is a perfect fit. 
Um, so that's kind of how I came to it. There was no kind of method to it. What I have done is for the the joint ownership teams, you've got a joint song which you would come out to, but I've also given you a little honorable mention uh, at the end if you were an individual owner, um, what your walkout song might be. So um, hopefully that covers all bases. Um, I'd be interested to know if we kind of hit the mark, if you'd be happy to come out to that song or if absolutely not. Um, I think all other than one vowel, uh, sorry, the, the words were just too good to give up. Um, uh, hopefully uh, most of you like them so I will get going if that's all right Spike in, a, course, in no mate. particular order I've just listed everyone's name out and got rolling so um, I'm going to start with last year's champ um, Kyle so when I was thinking of Kyle um, I love Kyle's approach to fantasy football it's hit or miss isn't it he's either going to win it or he's going to not get one win all season is absolutely chaotic. Um, what is going on inside his head must be absolutely freaking frantic and madness. <laughs> uh, and I had to find a song to reflect that. So the first song that came to mind, this isn't the one I've gone for, um, but it was System of a Down Chop Suey. Uh, and I thought that has to be the fit, that has to be the one. Um, but it wasn't. I came back around uh, and what I have settled on is Let's Go, the Trick Daddy version uh, with Little John and Twister. Starts a little bit tamely, but once it gets going, um, yeah. That's Kyle in full flow. So, uh, yeah, that's number Kyle. one. I mean, Kyle as a uh, trap Atlanta rapper, yeah, that <laughs> does feel right. It absolutely does. So much chaos, uh, so much noise. Uh, yeah. Nothing makes sense. Um, that song is a is a is a great song. So, um, yeah, I can imagine Kyle being absolutely delighted with that. Frankly. Good. I thought it was a good hit for him. Uh, other notable shouts for Kyle, the crazy train by Ozzy Osbourne, uh, also another one, just a lot of madness, <laughs> a lot going on. Uh, I thought it surmised Kyle perfectly. So, uh, uh, can just imagine him hollering, let's go! <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so up next uh, is the formidable duo, Baker and Chris. Um, so I'll just, I'll just give the honourable mention to what your individual songs would be first before I come to your, your joint song. Um, so uh, Chris... Uh, I didn't pick this one, but straight away when I was thinking, what would Chris come out to? And I was stuck in WWE and I couldn't get away from Ric Flair. Uh, I could imagine him walking in with his leather jacket on, hitting out a couple of, yeah, woo! Uh, so that, maybe that would have been it, but uh, I kind of came, came back around and I thought Chris back in the day, in his prime. Uh, so I went for Jump Around by House of Pain. Uh, I can see him coming out to that song and it fitting quite nicely, Chris. So uh, hopefully you like that. Yeah, nice. Um, Baker, similar vein. Uh, I would have loved to have gone out on a night out with Baker back in the 90s, maybe at the height of the sort of dance vibes. Um, and for that reason, for Baker, there was a few. I went around. I didn't know his views on the Red Hot Chili Peppers because there was a couple of uh, Chili Pepper songs that I thought could have been good for Baker. But I wasn't 100% sure he was a fan or not. So I, I think I came around to a slightly safer choice, which is uh, Sandstorm by Darude, uh, which I thought was a good fit for Baker. I, I can confirm Baker does, in fact, enjoy Sandstorm quite quite a bit uh yeah and there would have been 90s reflections vibes uh in in there um you know that that really reminds me of baker those those sort of songs like dj john the launch is is the song that most reminds me of baker but sandstorm is pretty close in there that's a good one yeah and it's a great walkout tune it's got it's got that beat straight off the bat you can imagine him swaggering out to it um looking good <laughs> acting good ego on cloud cloud nine uh yeah so that's the individual ones. And the uh, the joint partnership one, it picked itself, really. Uh, I'm thinking formidable tag team duos. Where do you go with it? Um, and I couldn't get away from DX, the entrance tune, the WWE entrance tune for the DX. Um, 
it's great in so many ways that it fits them perfectly. But when you actually listen to the song, um, the first few lines are just a perfect summation of these two uh, together. Um, I can't remember what it is on the top of my head, but I listened to it with a big smile on my face earlier. I think of these two just on a 6-0 and win streak, walking into DX, sounding good, feeling good, um, living the dream. Right. Next up is... Nice. Nice, I like that one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good fit, I think. So, um, yeah. yeah, right. Next up is the Taylor himself. This one kind of picked itself uh, for me. Uh, it, it's a classic between me and Ed. It's a great walkout song. Um, the first time I heard Ed make reference to this song, we listened to it quite a few times, but we were actually at a Wembley NFL game uh, and this song came on over the loudspeaker during one of the timeouts. Uh, and he just turned to me and said, this is my Madden song. Uh, and it didn't quite sink in at the time. Uh, but since uh, I've referred back to it and now I completely understand the reference. Um, so the song uh, for Ed is All I Do Is Win by DJ Khaled and various <laughs> others, which is another fantastic walkout tune. Uh, it, it fits Ed down to a T. This is Madden's song. Uh, and hopefully you can back it up with some wins this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't think all he's going to do is win. Uh, it's a, it is a good song. It's a fun song. And, you know, should we suggest that Ed maybe looks a little bit like DJ Khaled? I guess he 10, does. 10, 15% maybe? Yeah, yeah. Send a picture in, Ed. Send us your best DJ Khaled look. <laughs> you got the cap range. Grow, grow the beard out a little bit. <laughs> hey, we the best. DJ Khaled! Right, uh, up next is Val. So this one this one is slightly out there. Uh, this is a little bit different. This is another one I was like, could this fit? It's not really a walkout song, but I listened to the first couple of lines um, and it just felt like Val's brain on a Sunday afternoon trying to pick his team. Uh, I, again, I can't, you're going to have to go away and listen to it, uh, but listen to it, the first couple of lines uh, and I was like, this is this is definitely Val. So Val's walkout song, maybe controversially, is it also relates to every season of uh, fantasy football he ever plays because the song is I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's just the, the waiting to get through to January. <laughs> Basically, and praying to God that we don't bring in a, a second league, then he's going to get relegated. He will survive and stay in the top league. Um, so sorry, Val, maybe that one's a, that one's a little bit out there. I'll, um, if we do a, a second phase of this, I'll find a different one. But that one, for now, fits well. Yeah, it's, that's good. I was um, uh, sort of thinking about Val, and I was like, oh, what would you give him for a, for a song choice? Like, you know, t- title-wise, like something like The Scientist from Coldplay, but then the lyrics don't match up, and it's a bit of a weird, melancholy song, so it just wouldn't work as an entrance song. But yeah, he's, he, I can tell he's quite a hard person to to pick from, and I have absolutely no concept of what Valen's musical taste would be either. Big Pink Floyd fan. Okay, that fits. Well, yeah, they're, they're, all their songs take about four minutes to start, don't they? So it's an entrance song. I'm not, <laughs> it's a pretty slow entrance. A bit like a slow start to every season, I guess. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're, we're getting away from the point. Um, it was a tricky one. There was a few tricky ones, and Val was one that I wasn't entirely confident on, but there we go. Yeah. Uh, um, Brock, I'm going to go me next. Um, so kind of in keeping with our uh, conversation about the trade earlier, actually, maybe about how I could have um, taken a bit of time to do a bit of research 
maybe spoken to others, demanded a bit more. Uh, my walkout song, and hopefully he's not been cancelled on this podcast, is Kanye West and Can't Tell Me Nothing. <laughs> well, I I tend not to listen to Kanye anymore. Um, but early Kanye, first four albums, uh, one of the greatest uh, runs of all time. Uh, and that is a really, really good song. Um, I don't think he's been cancelled. I just tend not to listen to him anymore because he's a lunatic. That's why I listen to him more. I've, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot recently and I'm not really sure why, uh, but yeah, really, really enjoying the, the music you've just referred to, the, the first sort of four albums off the bat. Yeah. Big fan, there's some great tracks in there, um, yeah. some fond memories. So um, yeah, my, I, my I, kids I have started really listening, so yeah, I might have to be back in. Nice, yeah. I did a bit of research on what he said and yeah, it's not great and he absolutely shouldn't have said it. Um, so it's a shame because I think he's been wiped off a lot of things, which is fair enough because each business to their own uh, and he shouldn't have said it. But um, yeah, we'll leave that there. The you can't tell me nothing is kind of how he lives his life now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good way to live it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Team Kanye. Team Kanye. (laughs) Oh dear. Where's next then? We're going to go with Jake and Jack. Uh, And as I referred to earlier, this was a tricky one um, because as a tag team duo, we're only three games into the season. They've, for me, not much of an identity yet. Uh, we see a lot of Jake. We know what Jake's all about. It's good. Want to hear more from Jack. Uh, Want to get that out there. Um, so honourable mentions first to their two individual songs, should they be individual players, um, which for Mr. Jack Rawlins is, and there's a reason for this, because I'm sure we were on a trip down to Bournemouth to see Mr. Dawson once, uh, and he requested this song. Uh, if you didn't, Jack, please let me know uh, and let me know what it actually was because I was racking my brains all afternoon. Uh, but his walkout song would be, Kiss Kiss by Chris Brown and T-Pain. Well, another man who might have been cancelled there, right? Maybe. <laughs> A lot on this list. <laughs> I don't think I know that song particularly well. Nah. She wants that lovey, dovey, kiss, kiss, kiss. Ah, okay. Nothing? Yeah, no, I got no, it. Nothing. I got it. <laughs> No, I got it. I got it. I recognise it now. The way you yeah, say it, it was It was a Jack Rawlins classic in the club, all the chicks. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> uh, and Jake, uh, as a real, uh, I'm not sure many people have heard of this guy. Uh, me, Ed and Jake will have, because we went to watch this guy uh, in the O2 in Bristol. Uh, Ray Strummond, Black Beatles. Jake was in the front, top off, surrounded by a load of 14-year-old boys living his best life. Uh, yeah, that one's for you, Jake. I know you love that guy. These boys were all more built than Jake, right? <clears throat> Far bigger. <laughs> Never heard of that artist, so but I look forward to it. Is that on the playlist? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the honourable mentions are on there. Um, oh, I, good, good. I'm going to get we education. About seven or eight years ago, it probably was now. Uh, and I looked and he's not released anything since. Uh, it, was a, it was a one album guy. <laughs> so uh, don't hold out much hope. Uh, but yeah, he's all right. It was a good song. It was a good song. Oh, brilliant. Um, but so yeah, bringing it back around to the tag team picture for these two. Um, I was thinking, where can we go? There's some songs of some good walkout tracks. So... Uh, I've settled, um, could do better maybe, but I like where I've gone with it. Um, so for these two, I've gone with a Royal Blood track, uh, which is Figure It Out, because I guess as a team, they're still trying to figure it out. Uh, it's a great, great entrance song. Um, so yeah, that's what I've gone for the uh, the Jake and Jack combo. And they themselves are a duo, so you know, there's, yeah. there's some synergies there, right? It certainly is. Yeah. Lovely. Right. Two left, I believe Steve and yourself uh, yeah. to see it out. So I'll save you till last, the commish. 
Um, right, Steve was purely vibes and feels. Um, there was a couple of songs that I really wanted to drop for Steve um, that I thought would definitely make him laugh. Um, so honourable mentions for Steve were The Whisper Song by the Yin Yang Twins, because boy, <laughs> did I love whispering in his ear and trying to sing that song to him. Uh, maybe doesn't quite work as a walkout song so we pulled back from that one uh, and then i was like where else can i get steve on so my next option was trapped in the closet by r kelly another <laughs> guy maybe definitely has to be cancelled now <laughs> big man that's what they call you he was a midget midget <laughs> and then i was trying to think of ways to bring it back around to that is it juice form the the cowboys running back and the midget in the closet <laughs> Completely out of hand, and I was like, "Stop, stop, stop, stop!" Oh, wasn't he under the sink? Oh, so he was everywhere. That fucking midget, <laughs> Sylvester. What a man! I'm, I'm not going to add the traps in the closet one onto the uh, the playlist because we'll be there for nine hours having to listen to every single episode on there. So I'll leave that out for now. And many of us would love that. Uh, again, another cancelled individual, though. Yes, it's not been great from that perspective, has it? Yeah, it's a bit of a theme building here, Jack. Uh, concerning. Sorry. Sorry if there's any young <laughs> wokies listening. <laughs> so anyway, coming back around to the song I actually settled on for Steve. Um, Steve's a bit of a grime man. Uh, that, that's how I think is that's his genre of choice. I've tried to get him involved in a bit of house music every now and then, but he doesn't want anything of it. So uh, I've kept in his realm, and Steve's entrance song is going to be I Spy by Skepta. Um, big vibes, big walkout tune. Steve down to a T. Yeah, if you're, if you're a grind man, Skepta's your boy, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I looked at a few JME tracks with Steve, but they didn't fit. So, um, yeah, I think that's the best I could have chose then. Don't know enough about the area. Yeah, R. Kelly, means... fits, R. Kelly fits with Steve, doesn't it, really? You know? Yeah, I'm being trapped in the closet. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Which brings me around to your good self. Um so I had a song in mind, but I, I wanted to have a little chat with you first about if you had any thoughts and you did have a thought and your song was far better than the one <laughs> I proposed. But I did want to let you know what I was thinking uh, yeah. first. So I was thinking, right, Spike, what do I know about Spike? Well, he, he heads up this league. He's in charge in complete control, maybe slightly less hair than he used to have. And he fucking loves bear. It's easy, right? It was a Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance song, straight away, straight off the bat. Oh, my guy. That's what I was going to do, and I liked it. And it, but it was all right, but it wasn't quite right. And then I asked you if you had anything in mind, and you came back with what we've eventually chosen, which I think is a much better fit, um, kind of suits your role in the league and how you manage us all and keep us all in line. Um, so I think it's good. So, yeah, for the good commissioner, we have gone for Simon Says by Faro Monch. Monk? Not sure yeah. to say this in the name, but yeah, absolute banger. I even had Sarah moshing out to it in the kitchen this evening when we listened to it and said, What is this song? And I was like, Yeah, banger. So, uh, yeah, good choice. It's a great song. I've loved it uh, ever since the first time I heard it for very, very obvious on the nose reasons. But, um, wait, you know, when, when Baker suggested this, I was like, Well, I can't tell Franco that that's my song. But then when you reached out, I was like, well, I can't now ignore the fact that if I ever want anything, I would just be like, can you just play this song, please? Yes, I know it's completely inappropriate because it drops so many F-bombs that you can't imagine it, but it's just a banging song. Yeah, great tune. And you don't want to be walking out of Stone Cold Steve Austin every two minutes either. So uh, yeah, far more fair. And I'm glad you said. (laughs) Throw me those two beer cans. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. 
great track. Legendary. It was fun. Mate, that was that, fun to do. That was, uh, that was absolutely fantastic. Um, it is great to think about everybody arriving to those uh, those pieces of music. And maybe uh, when we do all meet up in a bar somewhere, um, you could just have the the the, uh, the the playlist queued up so that as people walk in, you just hit the button. Sorted. <laughs> Whoever's coming on Sunday, we'll, we'll drop them as they come in. I might even try and hook myself up to the sound system in there and uh, and go it that way. Great shout. Yeah, Next time you do uh, do it, Ed's, and you've got to get on the assault bike, maybe you've got to do it for the duration of your uh, oh! your, your entrance music. Right, I'm taken. Trapped yeah. in the closet, 21 <laughs> chapters. Come on, Steve, you're the fitness guy. Let's go. Yes, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, mate. Fantastic feature. I love that. Good. No, it was a great shout. And thanks again to Baker, because that was a good question and provided some good content there. So, uh, yeah, good one. Nice. Um, any any final thoughts from you? Any any messages to the league members? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Just thank you for having me on. As always, it's always a pleasure to do this podcast. And um, yeah. Any sound like the intro to No Vaseline, then, mate. <laughs> fuck yeah! Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's been a very explicit uh, pod. This one, I do apologise. Put a warning but, on the front. Kind of wish you'd uh, you'd sort of like a song in with the word ride in so that i could have made this uh this outro fit in uh, as nicely as uh, the rest of the podcast has done but uh you didn't do um and so uh until next week let's ride